you have landed here, it is by no accident. The universe is pointing you in the direction of a community that has lived your experiences. When I started this pod, I was an absolute mess. I now resemble some sort of normal. I started my healing journey that has now morphed into a journey of self-discovery and self-development. The only theme on this pod is that everything has to start with you. I share with you my findings, practices, rituals, wellness hacks in the hope that you can apply them to you so you can heal yourself like I have. I do jump around a bit on the pod. Healing and self-discovery is not linear and, you know, that's what we're all about here. I'll keep it real. I'll always tell you the ups and downs. I'm not here to flower things up, but what I am here to do is guide you to a place where you can find peace within yourself and as I always sign off with, journey gracefully and forever expand. Hey, hey, Ooh, I've not used that for a while. Welcome back to Everything Starts With You. I am your host, Tia. And today, guys, we're not in the car. We're chilled. We're at home. We're with the mic. So I'm really hoping we will feel the difference in the sound quality and you know what this feels really lovely because it feels very intentional feels like I am giving you my undivided attention and it's funny because I had feedback from someone they were like look the sound quality is like neither here nor there like that's really not a problem and luckily for you the quality of the content that you are producing is good good quality content so that it's enough for me to like stick with the indicator going and the keys jangling and the I'm going you're going from the left lane to the right lane but what I will say is that I don't really feel like I've got your undivided attention and I was like oh what do you mean like there's me doing this like so I feel like we're in the car we're mates up we're having a chat on the phone that's kind of like the vibe that I was going for But actually, that person's like, you know, if I want to sit and I want to listen, I want to give you my time. I kind of want to feel like you are giving me your time. And I was like, I hadn't even thought about that. So um, I thought, right, today we're going to do it from home. We are going to light a candle. The dog's laying next to me, so hopefully the little cow bag won't bark. We are going to be really intentional about the pod and also... I do want to speak to you about intentions and intentional living. So it kind of all like, it all goes together, you know, all a little bit of synchronicity going on more. So um, I hope you guys are well. I hope you've had an amazing two weeks. I know that I haven't been on. We had all kinds of fuckery. Half term for me was one week. Half term for my son was another week. We had bowling. We had top golf. We had days out we just it was all manner of kind of like just stuff like life just seems to have got really busy and I'm going to be really honest with you I haven't actually been as intentional with my time as what I normally would be so we have got spring equinox coming up we have also got after this new moon the new year astrologically and as you all know I don't do new year new me in January My new year starts in March. So this is now the time where I'm starting to do all my reviews. So I got out my time wheel. I did my time wheel review. Wow, God, I was disappointed in myself. Do you know that? I looked at what my average day looks like at the moment, because that's the only way that you can kind of place it right. So there are four days in my week at the moment where I am tied to working in what I would call a 3D setting. Or what I should say is that I haven't... I haven't curated my own working hours, my own timetable. So I'm going in at set time and I'm leaving at set time. And those days, because there's four of them, I kind of have to take that as my average. When I look at what is going on in my time, most of it is sleeping or working or watching TV. I was like, what the fuck? Like, where has this come from all of a sudden? Like, I used to be really, really, really intentional with my time during my day. And my my practices were like timetabled in. And I think as I've healed and I've got better, you let some practices go because you don't need them. You evolve, so you don't need those sorts of practices. And I've really kind of let go 
scheduling my time because my time was so structured when I was unwell because I needed the rigour, needed to know this is what I was doing, that I had something to look forward to and aim every day. And whilst I'm not saying that I'm aimless, because I most certainly am not aimless, I'm full of high ambition, I've got clear goals, um, I, I, I definitely know what I'm, what I'm calling in and, and what it is that I feel at this moment in time my purpose is. So I'm definitely on following all of that kind of stuff. But what I've stopped doing is having a very rigorous structured day that supports my healing. And I suppose I don't need it. Like we we do what we need, right? But by allowing myself not to have any type of structure, which is what I've fallen to, I ain't doing a fucking lot of anything. I'm not going to lie to you. Like placing my feet on the floor on the morning and saying thank you, like that's a given. Running off a bit of gratitude, but I think I'm even kind of doing that as a bit, bit of a tick box exercise at the moment. Gratitude in the evening. And honestly, guys, oh, and high-fiving myself and doing the connection with myself in the mirror. But seriously, guys, that is fucking it. Like, what? I was meditating all the time, journaling all the time. And those practices are the things that continue to, like, the meditation, enlighten, calm, soothe and still. And the journaling allows us to keep peeling back the layer. So we keep removing the blocks, we keep evolving and we keep growing, right? And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then... There was a whole segment on my will between five and seven that I don't fucking know what I do. Like, yes, I make the dinner, I might empty the washing machine, make the snack for the next day. But actually, all of those sorts of things probably take about an hour. So that's OK. That's five till six accounted for. What, what's going on between six and seven? I have no freaking idea. And this is why it's so valuable that we review ourselves like through me doing a time will. Then I'll do my life will audit, you know, where am I lacking in some areas? Where am I really excelling in other areas? What are my goals for each of those areas? And I'll do a pod around that next week about the life will because on the lead up to areas, the new Zodiac year starting um, April. Yeah, well, end of March, end of March, spring equinox, end of March, March 20th, I think that all kicks off. So now I'm getting my ducks in a row, making sure that my vision board is done, making sure that my review is done. I've got to do the time wheel before I can do the vision board because I want to set goals in the areas where I may not be excelling like finance for me. Like we are bossing up this year in terms of finance, which is really hard, actually, because for the last two years that we have been off, supporting me work, walking away from a very, very big job role has accumulated quite a lot of debt for us collectively as a partnership and we are now having to face those things head on and um whilst we're addressing them and we're heading them we're facing them head on we're not we're not like we're not seeing the abundance in terms of financial abundance that I would quite like to see yet which that kind of always makes you feel like you're not you're not winning but actually i think just being in control and addressing and knowing exactly where we are financially means that we're winning. It means that we are we have some sense of what the fuck is going on in our bank accounts, what's coming in, what's going out, who we owe money to, how much it is, what's the figure, what's the this, what's the that, you know, and then we can start chipping away at everything. And that taking control over that one element, whilst I wouldn't say I may see the financial physical rewards in terms of wealth I don't necessarily think that I'm as far down like a scale two to three on that wheel where I would have put myself a year ago because I used to bury my head in the sand about finances so whilst I don't see the the physical income growth which I have seen but you know in the bank account growth um I do think I've evolved in that area because I'm so much more aware of of finances and how I track finances and all that kind of stuff. So when you're marking this out, don't look at it as like as what society says is successful. Okay, because if society looked at my finances, they'd say, woman, you are a fucking wreck. But in comparison to where I was last year, I would actually say I've grown because I'm far more in control. I know what's going on. I've got bank accounts set up for this, bank accounts set up for that, you know, moving money from here, moving money from there, making sure all the bills are paid. You, you know, you get what I'm saying. So 
just go easy on yourselves. Oh, see, I'm such a fucking human design bloody generator blueprint because I just hop around all over the place. That's not what I necessarily wanted to talk to you about. We're going to jump into that next week, the review cycle, so we can start to be ready for the astrological new year. But I do want to speak to you about intentional living because I ran a workshop on it at the weekend. And as part of that, I was doing my time well and realised how unintentional, although I thought I was being very intentional, how unintentional, don't know if that's a word, guys, but I don't care, with my time that I'm actually being. And I want to bring this to you because I truly believe that living intentionally is one of the foundational pillars to thriving in life. And I'm going to take you through my thought process and why and see if it's something that you can adopt into your your way of being, right? Your way your way of living. So I think that once we start living intentionally, we really start to connect to ourselves. And we are not taught to live with intention okay we are not taught about who it is that we want to become who we want to impact how we want to shape our lifestyle we are often asked what we want to become as in do you want to be a doctor do you want to be this do you want to be that but who actually has ever said to you who would you like to be when you grow up what type of person would you like to be when you grow up what type of relationships would you like to have because all of these things factor into how happy we are as individuals therefore how we feel about ourselves and then what we produce and what we put out into the world therefore then we get better outcomes and likely to be more successful in terms of what society sees as success okay I'm removing societal expectations from here because I'm a person that really doesn't give a shit what anybody else thinks about what should make me happy. And I'll give you, for instance, I've just been headhunted to go back into education that would sort out all of my finances, like, immediately. And I'm going to have to say no. Because if I say yes to that, I kill my business. I'll have absolutely no energy to keep doing the things that I'm doing, my retreats, my sound baths, my moon circles, my posting every day, my... Everything that I'm absolutely loving doing at the moment will all stop for me to go back into education to literally sort out my finances so I can fall into societal and systemic expectations of what successful humans should look like. I am not doing that to myself. I am in this at the moment where, yes, we are feeling our financial position. Yes, we are like, oh, my God, squeaky bum time. This is really scary. But we are in it and I am starting to see my business grow. I'm starting to see the fruits of my labour are paying off. And whilst they may not be paying off in the huge dividends that I know they will in the future, they are paying off enough for me to say you are on the right path and you need to keep going. So I just needed to put that in there. You know, I want to remove what society thinks a successful life looks like because the reason we live unintentionally is because we have fallen in line with societal expectations the busyness of life and we have not stood back to look at ourselves and ask who is it we want to be who is it that we want to be surrounded by and how do we want our time and energy to flow And how is it going to serve me to my highest good and the highest good of those around me? And this is why I believe that intentional living is absolutely, as I've said, the foundational pillar or one of the foundational pillars of having a life that you thrive in rather than just exist. So I just want to make sure that we cover absolutely everything about this intentional living like I've got my notes from the weekend which was so crazy by the way I ran the retreat I told you about it pot two pods ago it was incredible it was so incredible the yoga instructor was amazing she did yoga tai chi flow the lunch was 
freaking gorgeous. I was so impressed and we tried someone new that we hadn't tried before. It was a brand new collab, <coughs> excuse me, that I did with my friend Natalie. So it was our first collaboration together. Then I did the Intentional Living Workshop, which was so nice, like watching, looking, all these heads nodding. Although there was a couple of people there were staring at me a bit blankly. Fuck me, was that putting me off? Like, you know, you're thinking, what are they thinking? And you're trying to deliver a course. I'm like, what are they thinking? They're thinking this is shit. Oh my God, they're thinking this is terrible. And then the woman came up to me afterwards. She's like, thank you so much. The woman that was like looking at me deadpan, I was like, she is absolutely hating this. Like, slice my wrist and get me out of here. What is this woman talking about? Kind of look. That's the look that she had across her face. Afterwards, she was like, thank you so much for sharing your story. So much of it resonated. So don't judge a book by its cover, people. Like, If you are doing thing, new things and embarking on new platforms or sharing your stories or engaging with new people, don't go by maybe their I don't want to be here look or the rest in bitch face look or whatever it is, look, whatever look it is that they are portraying to you. Do not go on that surface level reflection of what they're showing you all right because you don't know what's going on in their heads and their hearts she came up to me afterwards and she was like really enjoyed that blah 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 and I was like oh did you because you look like you was going to fall asleep um so the workshop went really well and then the breath work was just amazing that is just so incredible I definitely think it's a modality that I'm going to have to get trained in at some point literally I was angeling for her and there was this woman so when you do breath work and you're and you're doing it in big groups like that you need somebody else to facilitate with you and not facilitate the breath work but watch that everybody's breathing and that they're safe and blah 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 and if they're not if they're not if they're like falling asleep like you do a light touch on their chest just to bring awareness back into their body so that they can start the conscious connected breath work again or if they look like they're in distress, that hand there just helps them soothe and calm so that they can regulate their breathing and, and continue in the conscious connected breathwork cycle. So I went and put my hand on this woman's chest. She looked like she was a little bit sleepy. So I just put my hand lightly on her chest. And as I did, she kind of like took like this in to go back round into the cycle. The breath that she took in was so deep, literally tears just in my eye straight away and my I, streaming tears just streaming down my face. I was like that. Wow. This is a powerful modality that I really could get myself behind. And then in the evening, we wrapped up with like an amazing sound bath led by me. And I'm going to say that really confidently now. I am doing sound. I reckon on average about 10 to 12 hours a week. I'm fucking good at what I do. I love it which is very helpful that when you love something, you want to learn more about it and you want to train with it and you want to muck about with it and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you you start to master something, but I'm really mastering my craft and I'm loving it so much that I know now that in sessions, the people that participate actually can feel that, like it's palpable. So the day was freaking amazing. But um, that's not what I was telling you. I was telling you that I'd kept my notes to one side to make sure that I didn't trail off on a tangent during the workshop, which is why I made notes, which I didn't use. And I've kept the notes for this just to make sure that we cover all points that we need. So I think the first thing that I wanted to speak about intentional living is that we have to get into our bodies. OK, we have to start feeling the cues that our body is giving us. And then we have to start responding to the cues that our body gives us so we can start treating it with the love and respect that it deserves so it can then carry out the tasks or the daily activities or our desires at its optimal levels. And by the way, if we start listening to our body, we will start living more intentionally because we will stop doing things that are shit for us. So when I was unwell, when I was very unwell in November 21, you know, I was working a 60 hour plus week. I was training in the gym like I was a fucking athlete. I don't know what I was actually fucking training for, but I was training in the gym like I was an athlete. I was running around like a headless chicken. The kids need to go here. Husband needs this. These are the weekend activities. And then he's got this in the morning. We're doing this in the afternoon and we might be seeing friends in the evening. And all of that busyness, all of that real busyness of life and doing lots of things out of obligation 
made me feel like I was thriving. It made me feel like I was a really successful human being. But actually, none of those things was I doing because I'd sat down and asked myself, do I really want to do them? I was doing them because that's what I saw other people around me doing. I had friends that were like, you know, that were getting up at five with kids, making sure they could go for a run, still managing really amazing jobs because that's the pressure that society has now put upon us to make us look like we are people that thrive. You have to look and fit this certain model. Okay, so I was trying to fit myself into that model. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy my life, but my my body and my internal systems were completely getting annihilated in the process. So actually, I would say more often than not, well, I'll tell you what I was. I was tired no matter how much sleep I'd had. I was getting cluster headaches and migraines constantly, mild stomach aches. I had streams of illnesses, illnesses upon illnesses. Winter, I was fucked, like out of action. I don't know how, I don't know how I wasn't sacked just because I needed in the winter so much time off work. And I dragged my ass in there so unwell as well. But I'd also need a lot of time off work because the colds would literally render me to bed for about 10 days. Um, eye infections, back problems and eczema flare-ups. Emotionally... I was irritable, I was agitated, I was frustrated, I had really low moods or really high moods. I was just completely fucking overwhelmed. And then in terms of my behaviour, like what my behaviour was telling me, I was I was experiencing far less joy. Um, I was constantly busy. I was people pleasing, as I said, doing a lot of things out of obligation. And when I had downtime out of all the crazy schedule that I'd created myself, I would completely disconnect from life by binge watching Netflix, which I told myself was a reward because I've been so super busy and I needed this downtime. I used to like, I started doing this thing like a well-being Wednesday. Oh my God, so fucking tokenry. Where I'd get into bed early and I'd watch a probably about, I'd find a series, I'd watch five or six of them in a row, which meant I wasn't going to bed early. I was just laying in bed watching TV and still ending up going to sleep probably later than what I was if I was actually downstairs with the rest of the family. Just fucking craziness. But I was using that to disconnect from the discomfort that I was in and masking it as a well-being exercise. Whereas now well-being is so different for me. Like I'd take an amazing long bath. I'd put my goddess bath salts in there and a bit of frankincense and a bit of bergamot. And I'd light candles. And, you know, then I'd come out and maybe do some meditation and some journaling after. Like you want to you want to talk about well-being. That's well-being. Not sitting there watching bed binge watching netflix so you can just disconnect from all the busy shit that's going on in your brain and cut yourself off from your own life right um so these were symptoms these were all symptoms of me living not with not not living with intention sorry i've got a little bit tongue-tied there my people um and had i've listened to those cues in my body and responded to them I definitely think, well, no, not I think, I know what I know now from understanding about keeping your body regulated and everything else. I would have avoided the complete and utter burnout that I was signed off with in November 21. And I say that loosely because I do really think that I think that would have happened to me anyway, because I should have stepped away from education about four years ago. And I didn't listen to a calling from the universe then. So they're like, right, okay, you don't want to listen. You didn't want to listen to that. So what we're going to do is we're going to drag you kicking and screaming. And we're going to give you a dark night of soul experience, which is actually what I really do think happened to me. I think signs, there were signs there of being dysregulated, dis-ease, um, I wasn't functioning properly and those signs had been there for a while and I just ignored and ignored and ignored. So the universe like, all right, bitch, we're going to teach you a lesson and we're going to drag you under. So if I'd listened to all of those things in my body and had started to respond to the way that I was feeling and listening to my body's needs, I would have, I potentially would see a different outcome. And what I want you to do is start to identifying how your body is feeling and what it is that it's telling you, right? What is your body telling you? Because the minute we start leaning into this 
leaning into the discomfort we feel though all those symptoms those signs you know the headaches am i irritable am i people pleasing like once we start looking at ourselves introspectively we can start undoing that conditioning and start responding to things in a different way so we are living more in flow this is really about understanding your body's language what it is that your body is communicating to you you're like i'm sure there are many of you right now that are currently exhausted but are just keeping going that you will not give yourself the rest that you're having mild headaches and you just ignore them until they become a migraine that you've got maybe a sniffle you're feeling a bit ugh. really you could do with a couple of days off and you'll spring back into action like if you just had those two days off but you won't do that you won't give yourself that you will keep going into work although you're feeling crappy and you could do with a day at home in bed so you'll just keep pushing yourself through until it manifests into full fucking blown flu and then you're rendered to bed like okay so you won't listen to me so this is what this is what's going to happen we're just going to have to do it and how many of you like I speak about obligation how many of you are invited to things and the thought of you going fills you with absolute dread and panic and then you're already starting to think about what the fuck is it that I'm going to have to wear what are the conversations that I'm going to have? I really don't want to see that person and all this kind of stuff. And you're and and you still and you still say, yes, I'll go. Yes, I'll go. Even though you know that it's going to make you feel shitty. You really don't want to go. You really don't want to spend time with that person. All those people will be in that situation. But you're like, OK, well, it is what it is. I am just going to have to go. How many of you are currently doing that to yourselves? I can tell you there'll be a shitload of you currently doing that to yourselves because that is human nature. That is what we actually do to ourselves. And and there is a way of getting around that. There really, really is. And it's starting to look at those signals and those cues that the body is giving you, telling you that it doesn't want you to do these things. It is communicating with you exactly what it needs. Say no to the dinner. Say, no, I don't want to go there. Say, I'm feeling unwell. I need two days so I don't end up spending another eight days in bed. But we as humans are so conditioned to behaving in a certain way. We will not allow our bodies to tell us what it is that we need. We we think we, we are in our mind way too much and our mind is a conditioned muscle that hasn't been conditioned by us it has been conditioned by what our parents belief systems are their parents belief systems government expectations the fucking all the bloody um shit that we see on the news societal expectations systemic belief systems so our our muscle that we use to predominantly navigate the way that we're going to live out hasn't even been conditioned by us. Our body is the thing that's feeling it and is going to us, this is what you fucking need. Please listen to me, please, because you are actually like, you're just depleting me. You're not giving me any time. And if you just started to listen to, listen to the cues the gentle knocks, the big bangs, the dread, the panic, the signs of exhaustion that the body communicated to us what it needs, we would stop feeling like we were out of sync. If we stopped to listen to it, not only is it giving us the cues and the symptoms, it will also tell us what we need to be able to undo the symptoms that we are currently battling. Once we start to communicate with our body's language, you will start to notice a pattern and correlations between the symptoms that you're experiencing, the dis-ease that you feel, or maybe the illness that transpires from you not listening to your body and just continuing to push through. Once you notice those things and you become aware of them, you can then start to take control of all of these things by implementing strategies 
to overcome the symptoms that we are feeling in our bodies by taking the action to negate them. So I really want you, like, if you're driving now, you just won't be able to do this. But if you're not, I want you to pause for a moment, this pod, and I want you to write down what are the what are the regular signals that your body gives you that you ignore? So are they headaches? Are they back pain, watery eyes, runny nose, eye infections? And then I want you to think about what is your emotional response? Do you get agitated? Do you get frustrated? Do you get overwhelmed? Do you get tearful? And then what's the behaviour that you adopt? So do you numb out by watching Netflix and ignore? Do you make yourself really, really, really busy so you can ignore it and block it out that it's not there? Do you people please? Do you overcommit? Do you do all, you know, I don't know, run in the opposite direction, fight, flee, you know, flight, whatever it is. I then want you to think about the behaviour that you give as a response. So it will either be, my body tells me I've got back pain, so I will... I don't know, I'll ignore it and I'll still go to the gym. Whereas my body gives me back pain and I should take a moment, get a hot water bottle and have a sit down because that's what my body needs, right? So I want you to think about what is the cue that your body gives you? Is it an emotional response or is it a behavioural response that you give? And once you start noticing, now you've got an awareness around it. When these things come up for you, you will start to think, oh, how am I responding to this? I've got a cold. I feel really rubbish. I could take a day off or I'm going to go in and end up being more sick the other side. You'll start to be really intentional about the space that you give your body so it can heal itself. And I think that is the first thing. Like NASA did this really big study on, I don't know why they did it on watery eyes and watery noses. And proof if through the experiment came back that if you have sore watery eyes it means that your brain is exhausted and you need a rest so you need to stop doing the task that you're doing in hand and if you have a streaming nose it means that your body is tired so your body needs rest don't ask me why nasa did this experiment i don't know i don't work for those people guys but I know that I saw the results of it and I didn't go into it in any great depth. It just struck a chord with me. I was like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. And it's really weird since I've seen that. If I get really watery, watery eyes from sitting at the computer for too long, I'm like, your brain is overloaded. I'll walk away. And as soon as I start getting streaming nose, I'm like, oh, the body is tired. And I can almost feel it in the body. So then I'll rest. See how that one, that one understanding a symptom and what it is in correlation to, I'm able to take an intentional action to stop that from worsening and becoming a bigger issue. So once you become aware of the signals, the language that your body uses to communicate with you that it isn't feeling great or that it doesn't want you to do something, you can course correct and start taking more positive actions. You don't have to put your body underneath that stress all the time so i want to give you a few things that can help you break the cycle and can help you feel calmer so as i've said to you firstly you have to acknowledge you have to acknowledge the response that your body's giving you and there are times where i will actually speak out loud and be like i know I'm stressed, nervous system, I know I'm stressed, I hear you, and I might even place my hand on my chest, like, quite like, not forcefully, but like, intentionally, like, it's there, like, it's pressed on my chest, I'm actually doing it now as I'm speaking to you, I hear you, I know I'm stressed, but you're safe, we've got this, I hear what my body needs, and this is the response, so, I don't know, let's go back to the bad back, I'm now going to grab a hot water bottle, I'm going to take 10 minutes away from this task that I'm doing and just give you that rest bite that you need for me to be able to return to this task. And I do speak out loud to it sometimes. And do you know what? Instantly, by doing that, I can feel 
the dis-ease in the body soften. I feel calmer and it's given me the opportunity to connect with it, which then means I've got the capacity to start breaking the cycle. And we break the cycle by adopting a habit or behaviour that supports a better response and a new way of being. So, for instance, I said to you I get mild headaches quite regularly. I need to either drink some water or I need to take a nap or take a break from screen time, whatever it is that I'm doing, reading, whatever. But I know that I need to take a break from that and hydrate. When I get mild colds now, I don't keep pushing through. I give my body the rest that it needs because it will shorten my time that I'm out of action. If your body is feeling overwhelmed or stress or numb, it's likely that you need to get back into your body. So if you're starting to notice that you binge watch Netflix and things like that to numb out of being in the situation you're in, I want you to bring yourself back into your body so you can be present and so you can deal with it. And how you can bring yourself back into your body is by rubbing your two fingers, your index finger and your thumb, really, really like lightly, but enough where you can literally feel every single finger ridge, every groove on your index finger with your thumb. That, I do not know why, but it brings you right back into your body. It brings you back into the present moment and it creates an immediate connection to yourself in your body. It also alleviates anxiety. It stops panic in its tracks. So if you're somebody that, that suffers with anxiety, this is a really good tip for you bringing yourself back into your body. If your response to stressful situations is to start to get panicky or feeling butterflies in your stomach or shortness of breath or any of those sorts of things anything that makes you feel anxious and out of control really try this exercise just rub the index finger with your thumb so you can feel every ridge on your index finger and it just completely completely calms you but it also brings you back into your body I want you to try breathing. I've said this to you, breathing in the evening for five minutes at night. And I don't mean like conscious connected breath work that that, that we do with facilitators, you know, because you have to do that with a facilitator. It has to be done safely. But I mean breathing for five minutes. It has to be for five minutes as the last thing you do before you go to sleep. It gives your central nervous system the cue that you are creating space for it to activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest system. So therefore, when you go to sleep, you will have a more restorative sleep. And I promise you, you will wake up feeling better in the morning because you are feeling more restored. Your energy levels will be higher and they will improve so you know if a symptom that your body gives you to any of the dysregulation that it has is sleepless nights and insomnia try this hack try it for seven nights seven nights five minutes deep breathing i mean five minutes and watch how you feel the next morning gratitude 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 i cannot rave about this enough and i know i said at the beginning i kind of feel like i'm doing mine as a bit of a tick list at the moment and i do feel like i'm doing mine as a bit of a tick list i'm not i don't I'm, i've done my time well which we're going to discuss next week about time being the second the second pillar in intentional living so intentional living in itself is one foundational pillar that you should have in your life to make your life thrive okay but there are like little mini pillars that make up that one big column okay 
So there's lots of practices that are involved in living intentionally. So this one, we're talking about getting into the body, how getting into your body first and understanding your body's language will help you start to live more intentionally. Next week, we are going to talk about time because time's a, like time is like a very important pillar within inside the big pillar to live into to living intentionally. OK, but I promise you, if you practice gratitude every day and bookend your day with it, Speak out for, you know, like I'll be, I am so grateful for my car. My car takes in all of my sound stuff. This little Corsa that I've got takes in all of my sound stuff. She gets me absolutely everywhere that I need to be. She has um, a heated seats and a heated steering wheel. So my hands do not have to freeze their ass off over this winter. Because I hate touching that steering wheel when it's so hot, like you're so cold. Your hands literally do freeze. She never not starts. She's just amazing. I am so grateful for that car. And you know what? I'm like, oh, I want to upgrade my car. I want to upgrade my car. But at any point, if that car stopped, I'd be absolutely fucked. I love that car. And I'm so grateful for it. And I'll speak that out in the morning. I don't have time to sit down and write gratitude lists. I have to make sure that I've got practices that I can fit into my day. And if I start having to add time into my day to make my practices happen, they won't work for me and then they won't happen. So find a way that you can do these practices that already fit into your life. Like I like to call that habit stacking. So you're doing something and you're doing a practice alongside it that's intentional. And I don't mean you can't wash up and meditate. That's ridiculous. You have to make the time for meditation. That's very different. But you can talk out your gratitude list whilst you're in the shower getting ready. So just be like, I'm not trying to add lots of things that are making your day more complex or longer. I'm just trying to give you things that you can slip into your day already and stack it on top of something that you're already doing. But gratitude is a fucking game changer. It keeps you in the moment. It improves your mood. By doing this first thing in the morning, it gives your brain the prompt to gather more evidence during the day of things that you need to feel grateful for. So therefore, you're, it's leading you to just more and more gratitude. And doing it again in the evening seals your day off with gratitude. It is, I think, paramount for your mental and emotional health you to be grateful for what you have now it really does help with anxiety and depression rocking this one i've only discovered this one i think over the last three or four months and it makes so much sense when you think about it but children rock themselves naturally yeah when they get distressed we naturally rock children and babies when they show signs of distress our bodies instinctively know what it is that we need and as we get to adulthood, we disconnect from this. And I suppose we disconnect from it for many reasons, like a time and a place. You know, like if I just started rocking myself backwards and forwards while I was out out in a Tesco, they'd be like, oh, there's that nutter again. She rocks herself up and down the aisles, that one. You know, so I understand some of the practices that we disconnect from because, again, they don't suit the, I suppose, the... Uh, the collectives, how, how adults think that we should respond and behave. But rocking for at least five minutes helps self-soothe. It helps the body regulate and your emotional responses will improve. And the reason why it helps us uh, regulate is because it activates our cranial nerve, which is linked to our parasympathetic nervous system, which allows us to calm and soothe. And it will lead to better emotional responses. You will feel calmer in yourself and you will actually be clearer thinking. Humming. This is also another one that I've only just recently picked up. Again, I picked up the rocking. Humming. Humming also activates the cranial nerve. And it just allows us to regulate and calm. So therefore, better emotional responses. But this is mad. And this is not because I've. I thought I had a massive migraine. Well, no, I had a migraine coming and I was driving in the car and I was like that. I had a 20 minutes left of my journey and I was like, shit, by the time I get home, I'm going to be like this riddled with a migraine. So I thought, I know, I wonder if humming would would like 
massage my brain. So I thought I'm going to get up really high, you know, like <laughs> up there. So the humming was in my head, in my head voice. And um, I did that for 20 minutes on the way home migraine gone i had like the residual of a migraine like it feels like if anyone doesn't suffer with migraines the residual the after effects of a migraine you feel a bit groggy you feel a bit like hangoverish. it's fucking horrible um but i felt that rather than going through the severe severe orbs having to get into bed not being able to open my eyes feeling sick so it kind of bypassed the big migraine process which was great so humming really really good and i've already told you about rubbing your fingers together all of these things can get you back into your body all of these things you can start using daily to calm your central nervous system and it will be your internal systems that give your body the cues to say to you that's in discomfort anything really that's sitting that, that, that we display as a symptom comes from dysregulation within our internal systems. So I really, really, really want you to start connecting and start observing and noticing the symptoms, whether they are, whether it comes out in behaviour, whether it comes out emotionally or whether it comes out with illness, dis-ease. I want you to start noticing what it is that the body is telling you. By doing that, you will start building trust in yourself, but you will also start building in practices that bring around regulation so you can break the cycle of your body needing to give you these cues and you can start looking after your body better. And you know what? By in turn, by looking after your body better, your responses become better. Clarity of thinking becomes better. You become centered. You become more calm. You become a nicer fucking human being, which then means all of the people around you benefit from a better version of you. So I don't say that everything has to start with you because I'm a selfish bitch and that's what I think. I say everything has to start with you so you can be the best version of yourself. So the people around you benefit from your light because you are showing them what it is to be an amazing human being and showing them how to invest in themselves. So you all benefit from your wisdom and your knowledge, but also in all improve yourself, therefore improving the situation, circumstances and environment that you are living in. So anywho, let's go to Rebecca Campbell. And let's see. Let's see if Campbell backs us up this week, guys. Oh, 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 oh. Energetic sovereignty absorbing what's not yours. OK, oh, this is a gorgeous card. Um, absolutely gorgeous card. And then we got, you got the love. Oh, we've got two today. Oh, but I'm going to go with the first one that came out, which is Empathetic Starseed. And you know what? Oh, no, please tell me I haven't done that. Did I bring up my glasses? Oh, for fuck's sake, guys. I was so excited for us. I thought, yeah, I've brought up the glasses. That means that I don't have to try and read this goddamn thing with no glasses on and then not only battle as i said with the dyslexia but battle with being blind right it's page 64 for any of you that have got the rebecca campbell starseed collection and i am going to read to you what this says energetic sovereign sovereign sovereignty absorbing what's not ours em empathy Oh, oh my God, I can't even speak now. Empath empathic. <laughs> oh my God, I don't even know what's happened and I know that word. Oh, I've got myself highly... Let me just rub, rub the finger, rub the finger with the, with the thumb. Bring a bit of calm. Empathic starseeds are here to shift the world through their physical presence alone. They don't need to do anything beyond being there. Thanks to the energetic change their physical presence causes. Due to their highly sensitive nature, empath empathic, empathic starseeds. Oh my God, guys, I'm really struggling with this word. 
empathic starseeds can struggle with being on earth and in a physical body. Many are prone to addiction and depression or tend to mistake other people's feelings and moods for their own. Natural introverts, they tend to prefer spending time alone or in small groups. Crowds can be overwhelming for them. If this card appears, consider lighting, lightening the load energetically. Don't put yourself under such pressure to go out in the world. Be gentle with yourself. Allow time and care to recover energetically. If you're feeling pressured to keep up a certain pace, instead put on the brakes and treat yourself like a precious baby. Do whatever you can to take the pressure off the world of the world off your plate. Switch off to switch back on. In today's world, it's normal to feel that we should be doing more, but perhaps being present in our own life is enough. Oh my God, what was I talking to you about? Presence and connection with your body. When I read this card, I was like, oh great, it doesn't support anything that we've said today. And sometimes that's just the guidance, right? But it actually does. I'm very pleased. Thank you, Rebecca Campbell. This could be a phase you're going through or simply how you're being called to live your life. If your work involves giving to others right now, you're being called to keep something for yourself. You don't need to transmute it all. It's okay to look after your own growth and healing before feeling you should offer it to the world. Indeed, it's necessary if you want to continue to do so sustainably. So the inquiry is, how can you take better care of yourself energetically? Well, I've spoken to you about how you can take better care of yourself physically, but there are energetics involved in that. So what we are in the inside transmutes onto what we are on the outside and the outside is the energy that we throw out. So if you're shit on the inside, you'll be shit on the outside and the energy that you'll be giving out is a load of old shit. Sorry, guys, I'm just going to call it as it is. So I really want you to start thinking about your bodies this week I want you to start getting into your bodies and I want you to start feeling what it is that your body is trying to communicate to you either through the emotions it's displaying the physical symptoms it's displaying or the behaviors that you start seeing yourself to repeat start to become an observer awareness of all these things are key as soon as we become aware and start really looking introspectively and stepping into the discomfort that is where we will see the most growth in ourselves i promise 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 you anyway i will have spent about 44 minutes with you 44 minutes what and i listened to this back oh my god this is so much better on the mic i'm gonna have to do this on the mic in future and um, it actually sounds better. I don't know what I was doing with my life. I suppose I was, you know, wanted to connect with you and I didn't want to miss. I want to commit to it and I want to commit to you. But actually, I just need to be more intentional with my time, which we will discuss next week. Anyway, I love you guys. Have an amazing week. And uh, as I always say, journey with grace and forever expand.